it's the best of the podcast the best of the podcast best of the podcast welcome in to the best of the eric zane show podcast from oops uh hey i might have to bash that mic Excuse me. Figure I'd leave that in there. I'll clean it up in post. No, I won't. Uh, show happens from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Thank you so much. My show normally is live every day, Monday through Friday on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Uh, you hit the uh, follow button. When I start the show, you get a little notification. Eric Zane is live. You click on it and you're able to uh, enjoy the show first thing in the morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Monday through Friday. If not, you can uh, get the audio podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Please like the page. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. I'm on Twitter, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT, and please follow on Facebook as well. Brought to you by Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance. And as always, you can send me an email whenever you want to correspond, eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliners Striping inbox. Shoreliners Striping, those are the dudes who stripe the parking lots. They're the only ones that do it, so you call upon them shorelinersstriping.com I bet you're thinking oh he's going to get after it no I'm going to tell you about me first of all I do an extra show on Patreon each and every day of the week when I don't have time off like I uh, apparently do patreon.com slash Eric Zane if you really want to support the show and throw some cash behind it 5 or 10 bucks a month that gets you more podcasting I put out uh, new content virtually every day of the week on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I got a mortgage guy. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage wants to get a mortgage for you. 231-332-6505. Anywhere in the U.S. with four exceptions. South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Otherwise, you're good to go to get a mortgage whether you have a great credit score or a not-so-great credit score, because that does happen. Uh, I say that because not all mortgage guys want to deal with someone who has a poor credit score because they're probably not going to be looking for a massive loan for a massive house. Maybe it's a starter house. Maybe they're uh, uh, digging out from a bankruptcy or divorce or or being uh, uh, the dreaded shitty with money. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage takes everyone. NMLS number 3035. Thank you, Mario. I got a heating and cooling dude in West Michigan who I trust. Uh, A&E heating and cooling. Senor Martinez and his crew. The whole family works together. They all sleep in the same bed like uh, the the dude in Willy Wonka. What's his name? Charlie Babbitt? Or uh, what's his name? Charlie Chocolate? Fuck, what is it? Charlie something. Charlie Bucket. Charlie Bucket. He sleep with Grandpa. That's what they do at uh, Joe Martinez's house. They all sleep in the same bed. Boy, this is weird. And then they get up and they work. I don't think any of that is true. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. 
Reach out to them. If you need any type of work done on your furnace or your air conditioner, they install the Comfort Maker brand of uh, air conditioning units and furnaces, the best in the business. Get an AC tune-up for just $79. Uh, I, we take our vehicles to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Servicing all makes and models with the exception of Volkswagen in West Michigan, just east of 131. Trusted name. And, you know, that's just dumbass podcaster talking about it. Of course, I'm, of course I'm going to say amazing things about them. They're all true. But like I like to say, uh, you know, don't take just this podcaster's word for it. Go to their website and look at their Google reviews. Kenny knows how important Google reviews are. 616-532-6600. E-R Vines. That's E-R Vines.com. All right. On with the best of. Let's see. What do we got here? I don't even remember what the hell we're talking about here. But anyway, I know you're going to love it because I put it here in the best of. Right here. Enjoy the best of. Okay. Next week, Thursday, is graduation of my sweet daughter, Madison. The last one. Oh, my God. I cannot believe that. Just It just... How annoying is it when you run into someone and they go, Oh, man, your kid's... They grow up in the blink of an eye. And you're like, yeah, whatever. I'd shut up. I don't want to hear that shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. And then, you you know, there, there's nothing. It, it makes a person sound really old when they say that. I'm like, oh, God, I'm never going to say that. I'm never going to be so uh, urged to say that because, but you are. And I am. I cannot believe. My youngest is now done with high school oh my god and for the record she uh she crushed it she is uh she did better in grades than the other two and that's you know jackie is like the uh alpha female in the household so that is oh boy the thing is though with education these days i think kids you know what was a uh, when we were going to school, a 3.9 was a valedictorian, and the highest you could go was a 4.0. Nowadays, kids are graduating with like a 5.5 or even higher. It's like, how are you doing that? And they get like more points, I guess, or some shit when they take those college prep classes. Nowadays, kids are graduating high school with a good portion of uh, their college curriculum already under their belt. Like, that is the greatest thing. AP courses is what they're known as. So Madison finished with nearly a 4.0. That's not such a, that's like a B nowadays. That's no big deal. And I go, okay, uh, how many kids are in the graduating class? She goes, oh, about 400. And uh, I go, so wh- where do you rank? She goes, oh, in the high 80s. I go, oh, what you, you think you're hot shit with your near 4.0, but you're kind of a loser. Uh, uh, t- 25% of the class is, is smarter, has better grades than you. Yeah, that, that's that's no big deal. I don't even know if I can measure you up against your sister and, and brother now. Jim was, oh, my God, that son of a bitch. I shouldn't say that because then I'm calling my wife a bitch. Jim, my son Jim. Okay. Uh, for a while, I thought he, uh, you know, he was deeply mentally disturbed because of this. He, okay, high school, 9th through 12th here. When I went to school, it was 10, 10 through 12. But anyway, 9th through 12th. And uh, 
up until it was halfway through his junior year. He was an absolute failure. I mean, no clue, horrible. Grades completely in the shitter. No matter what we did, he would not do the homework, wouldn't study for the test. And it was all based on, I don't know, um, it might have something to do with the, uh, uh, he's never been diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, but I have. And uh, so I guess it could be. And uh, seeing him exhibit the behaviors that he's exhibited over the years, it seems ADHD-E, if you will. And so ninth grade, 10th grade, half of 11th grade doesn't do shit. Excuse me. And um, there were actual moments when we would uh, put him in his room to do his homework and Instead of doing the homework, he would just sit there. He just wouldn't do it. For like hours, he'd sit there not doing the homework. And then he'd say, yeah, I did it. He didn't do it. So the homework doesn't get turned in, which you get credit for, which affects your grade. Part of the homework is studying for the exams. So he doesn't study for the exams. He fails the exams. Complete loser. Unbelievably terrible. Then, what happened? Because he we, he was actually told, I remember we were sitting there with the... Uh, principal who is now the superintendent of the school and i go dr graham uh you know we don't know what to do he goes well jim is failing uh he has a shot if he turns it around immediately have you been using i think it's called power school or power score or something like that and i'm like so i've I've been failing as a parent too so is diana and uh like wait what what huh yeah you um you can track everything he does so you can see everything he does every bit of homework that he turns in what is due and then you're as a parent you're kind of like policing it we had no clue so that day we did all we had to do log in it's really simple and then you just click of a button it shows you what was assigned what is completed the second that little fucker Uh, realized that we were watching like a light switch. The grades ticked right up. And, oh, my God, it was an absolute. He would not have uh, graduated. Now, as it stands, you know, he was near the bottom of the class. But we're talking about an unbelievable comeback. We're talking about an NFL team that starts the year 0-9, but finishes seven and nine. That's what Jim did. Okay. And uh, so that was just insane. And so he graduated. And uh, all the all while that was going on, he uh, not only was he excelling finally in school, he was excelling in baby making. And uh, September of his senior year, that's when that happened. My God. We, um, you know, back then, you know, you're like, oh, my God, it's the worst thing in the world. You know, you sit there freaking out because the kid's going to have a baby uh, in the, while he's still in school. And then you, you're you too uh, clouded by drama to actually pull yourself back from it, taken from experience, me, and just, and just go, well, okay, uh, so what? It's a fucking baby. It's not cancer, dumb shit. It's a baby. Okay. 
yeah, different. Uh, but fuck, that's life, dummy. So I wish I could go back in time and not be so worked up about that. So baby comes. All right. Jim goes to college at Ferris and he, same old tricks. As soon as um, he got to a point where mom and dad weren't looking at his grades, he just tanked. He, it's like he never started. He, you know, he finally shows up at a class. A professor's like, hey, who are you? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been in the, uh, yeah. Well, you haven't been here once. We're uh, one week till the end of the class. What are you doing? So that was a disaster. Uh, he might have made it two semesters. I'm not sure. It was the worst. And I was like, okay. And then the, and then the uh, long, rich history of signing up for classes at GRCC and then him withdrawing the day that I signed him up. The fake mock-up of the solar system that he made me buy all the supplies for, you asshole. Man, legendary materials. Legendary stories. How the hell did I get to that? Oh, God, it's going to be one of those shows. The ADHD is strong with this one. The force is strong. Uh, how did I get to that? I hate it when that happens. Hmm. This morning, today, you know, and uh, O'Neill and Daisy tend to lull me into a sense of uh, security and complacency. They they sit there in this laundry room on the overnight. O'Neill gets put into a cage for reasons, a crate for reasons that I've talked about in case Daisy goes number two. Uh there won't be an issue where he decides that he wants a Scooby snack and then he, it makes him sick. And then it's a twice baked turd right in the middle of the, okay, we've covered that. So, uh, time passed and, uh, I decided I've, I let them out. So they're sleeping, not in that room. Bruce is with Diana and, uh, Madison, they're in the same bed. Why are you not sleeping in the white in your bed with your wife? Because Diana sleeps with the bed up. It's a Tempur-Pedic, and it's like angled up for her shoulder. And I can't sleep like that. Madison can, so that's the sleeping arrangement currently. Benny's there with them on the floor. Okay, in the back of my mind, I'm like, don't leave O'Neill and Daisy out. Because if they have an accident and the NFK wakes up early, my wife's brother-in-law, and sees that, he is going to lose his mind. It is going to be an absolute, it'll be like a terror attack. It'll be like a 9-11 if he sees that in the sunroom that he watches TV in. So I'm walking down the steps this morning. I got up a little early. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's uh, there's definitely a funk. There's something going on. I peer around the corner. Sure enough, man, it's like, oh, my God. Both dogs have strafed the entire room. It's like, ah, uh, looks like uh, the fucking West Bank after the Israelis. Well, I, sh I shouldn't even say that. Horrible. So I got to get to work fast. So, okay. Um, 
That's a terrible way to start the day. And then I'm like, all right, you two, fine. Uh, you can't see O'Neal right now. He's on the floor. Date. I'm like, you know what? Fine. I don't feel bad about it at all. This is how it works. You always kind of uh, lull me into a sense of security. And then you uh, uh, break the rules. So screw you. Um, I knew I was rolling the dice. It's a terrible way to start the day. Yesterday, visitors at the Eric Zane Show podcast household. Some great. Some not so great. Uh, talking about Madison and her grades led to gym talk. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Why was I talking about Madison? Okay. Because graduation. Thank you so much, Linda. Um, graduation next Thursday. Friday, no podcasting. None at all. Memorial Day weekend. Going up north with the Queen of the Forest. Memorial Day, no podcasting. Holiday, taking that day off. You should too. Terry says, I didn't do well in school. Quit as a junior, got my GED, and excelled in the Army. That's good. Um, Eric, have you ever told the story of how Jim told you guys he was going to have a baby? I don't, Kenny says, I don't recall ever hearing how that went down. Hold that thought. Chris Denham says, what, what would Jocko say? Going to have a baby? Good. That's true. He sure would. I guess Jocko covered the Armenian genocide recently. And I've been, you, a lot of you sent that my way. I, I need to listen to that. Power school is awesome, says Andrea. Robert freaking Fulmer, Jetman is in the house. How are you, buddy? Hey, Rob. How are you? Robert is... Uh, well, hell, I featured him on the show not long ago when he was featured. He's, he was featured on the commercial for Bud Light, dressed up as his alter ego, Jetman. I just saw him at the NFL draft now, sitting there. Okay, Jim didn't tell me anything, Kenny. There was something that went on that um, my spider sense kicked in. And I'll never forget it. It was 2012, September of 2012. Um, I was at what's uh, called the Reeds Lake Triathlon when that was a part of my life, you know, constantly training. And so I'm preparing for the race. It was a Saturday or Sunday morning. And... Um, while I was getting ready for the race, Jim and Aub Aubrey was there. Uh, she, she has um, an uncle who is, uh, was doing races. So she was there to cheer him on and, and cheer, cheer us all on and have a great time. And I noticed, <clears throat> excuse me, as I was preparing, these two were seated on a park bench near where everything was going on. And there was a conversation happening. And I remember 
watching them talking, and it seemed like he was reacting, Jim. And I was I couldn't hear it. I could only see the interaction. So I'm like putting on my wetsuit or something like that. I'm like, what's, what's going on over there? And Aubrey's talking to Jim. And then I see Jim with a huge smile on his face, and he's like, oh, my God, you know, like reacting like you would if you're, fi- if you're finding out you're going to be a dad. So, uh, and I remember I had a fleeting thought in that moment of, what, what's going on there? What are they talking about? And then I didn't think another thing of it. Some amount of time later, I am at a meeting with Greg and Chris and Russ with some client who was considering uh, advertising. You know, you go to these meetings and say, yeah, you should advertise on the show. And then, you know, uh, it's boring. It's terrible, as, as they always were. And uh, my phone rings. I go, oh, perfect, sweet. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, excuse me. I got to take this. Walk away. And then Diana says, you got to come home. I go, uh, is there a problem? She goes, yes. I go, oh, can I go, can I guess? And she goes, yes. I go, well, and she didn't sound quite like that. She didn't sound that angry. So I'm kind of uh, saying that wrong. She was concerned. I go, um, and I said, either Aubrey, Aubrey died. I don't know why I said Aubrey died. Either Aubrey got hurt. No, one of the kids got hurt or um, one of the kids is dead or Aubrey's pregnant. That's what I said. And she says it has nothing to do with the kids or something like that. Or, well, it's not the first two. And I'm like, well, why didn't you just say Aubrey's pregnant? Why didn't you just tell me? So I was like, okay. So she told me that way. So then um, now looking back on it if you ever want to tell somebody something massive like that i think you got to work on your delivery i think you got to either just don't call and just wait till the person gets home i mean if basically you've got nine months to kill you don't need to you don't need to uh, call up and say come home because and then because that that makes the the ride home awful uh diana completely fucked that up so i got upset and, uh, and, oh, no, it's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. You know, one of those deals. And uh, this is uh, uh, drive home. And it was terrible. And I guess Aubrey was speaking to the school counselor at the school she went to with the stepmom, her stepmom. And then Diana was dealt in. And then so Jim didn't say shit. And uh, then at some point way in the future, I asked him, so how did you find out where did he goes? Oh yeah. It was at the Reed's Lake triathlon. It's like, well, so that moment when I was like, wait, what's going on over there? That's when he was finding out that he's going to be a father. Oh my God. Looking back on it. I wish I had not wasted all that energy on being, um, you know, so worried about the future because I should have just said, well, all right, go figure it out, because that's basically what uh, they they did. Um, no matter what you tell a kid, they are not going to listen to you. Okay, now if someone else, if the neighbor comes up to you and says, comes up to the kid and says the same thing, they might listen to it. But the surefire way to get your kids to not do what you think they should do is for the parent to tell them. It's, it's just 
in my experience, it they always do the opposite. So you might as well just tell them to go have more kids. In fact, nowadays, I mean, Jim's 26. Uh, Aubrey is a little bit older than him. Uh, I'm, when I see them, I'm like, hey, t- clock's ticking. What are you doing? What do you mean? How come I don't have a granddaughter? Dad, shut up. I go, I am serious, okay? Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's my job to demand grandkids. That's what old people do. And I don't have, I have grandsons, but I, you need to experience life with a daughter. If you think even for one second, fucker, that you got the world figured out because you had kids, you don't because you don't have a daughter. Oh my God. If you really want to take a step towards having a complete life, with the most exquisite form of entertainment, have a daughter and then get ready and don't ever think that you're safe from some of the most dramatic things that will that could ever happen to a human being uh, in the history of the world. Just pray that at some point in time so that you can get a complete education on life, a master's degree, a doctorate, in life, you must experience it with uh, a child, a, 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 what am I doing? A little girl who becomes a young adult and then an adult. Oh, you must, you must experience it. So don't think for a second if you've got all boys that you've got life figured out. You don't, you don't know shit. You know about uh, one eighth. You must, again, I was raised with four other boys. Regular Mike, Norman Bummer, Push-Up Paul, World Book Jim, and me, the baby. Uh, 13 years between me and regular Mike. Had no clue what was going on. I, I got a little taste of crazy when my beloved mother, God rest her soul, uh, when my dad and her broke up. Because uh, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Oh, boy. So I got a little taste. Ah, boy, what the fuck is going on with her? But it wasn't until we had little girls. And I was like, oh, boy. This is, uh, I- I'll never forget it. Uh, we had two kids already, Jim and Jack. Jack was, uh, okay, she was born in 97. Wait a minute. Yeah, she was born in 97. Wait a minute. Is she? And Madison was born in 02. So there's five years between them. Jackie was uh, already raising hell. And I, I'll never forget the ultrasound. And uh, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh God, come on. All right. I, got, I already have a daughter. So I'm, I'm good. Let's, uh, let's uh, bookend the daughter. With a couple of boys here. And then uh, the nurse practitioner, the lady on the ultrasound, she goes, oh, there you go. It's a little girl. A little girl. There it is right there. You see that thing right there? That's a little girl. And Diana starts laughing her ass off. And she looks at me. And I'm like, and I actually was like this. My face was in my hands. The fuck? 
The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one, and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three-in-one triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. The Eufy Video Lock is easy to install, set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Thank goodness, because if I did that, there'd be holes all over the place. It'd be horrible. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. Never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters. One second unlocking with, get this, AI self-learning chip embedded. The more you use it, the more accurate it will be. It's fingerprint recognition on this thing. You got to try this out. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Full three-in-one triple security with Eufy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, back in 2022, Sarah Honda is where you need to buy a car. S-E-R-R-A, Honda.com. Go online, see what's up, order a car. That's the way people do it these days. I think, I don't know for sure, but I'm suspecting gone are the days when you walk through rows and rows of cars. I think this is one of those things that came out of the pandemic. People figured out that uh, if you can just go online and say, hey, uh, yeah, this is what I want in my car. I want a 2022 Accord Hybrid Cobalt Blue uh, loaded. Okay, yep, all right, sounds good. And then it shows up like a week later. SarahHondaGranville.com Cam and Thad are my contacts there. They're awesome. SarahHondaGranville.com, S-E-R-R-A, HondaGranville.com. If you do want to walk around rows and rows of cars, they have tons of certified pre-owned, which it's like getting a new car. That's the old new-to-you type of thing. Or, you know, if you like, let's say you need a $3,000 car, you can get that there, and it'll get you from point A to point B. And, uh, you know, because some people, that's all that they need. Anyway, SarahHondaGranville.com, S-E-R-R-A, SarahHondaGranville.com. Okay, don't forget about my policy shop insurance, Frank the Tank Fuss. I can't stress this enough. First of all, any type of insurance, he can help you with that. You just go to BuyInsuranceHere.com and fire away with questions. 
Okay, don't be shy. He's not the, uh, he, he's, he doesn't like to, he doesn't like to, uh, uh, dance around things. Just, just come up and tell him what's up. Say, Hey, I need this, this, and this. Can you help me? And he'll say yes or no. 616-914-4070. You can call or text or go to buyinsurancehere.com. I can't stress this enough. Do not go without health insurance. Okay. Uh, you can get a policy. I think they did a poor job. The government did of explaining how Obamacare or healthcare.gov works. Also known as uh, buying insurance, excuse me, on the marketplace. I think they did a really, really poor job of that. The average American doesn't realize what is being afforded to them. So if you are without health insurance right now, uh, reach out to Frank and he will take the time to explain to you what you can get for not that much money. And then you're insured. Do not uh, wander around aimlessly with no health insurance for crying out loud. Please, please, please. 616-914-4070. Buyinsurancehere.com. As it always was and always will be. It sounds like a Bible verse. Uh, Frank's services cost you zero. It's free. So reach out to him. Also, if you or someone you know or love is turning 65 or is already utilizing the Medicare system, call Frank. He is an expert on Medicare Advantage Plan Parts A and B. There you go. Okay. And then there's my friends at Berlin Raceway. Racing this weekend starts at 6 p.m. BerlinRaceway.com. Most affordable, fun-filled family event. Oh, my gosh. Five to 10,000 people packing the grandstands. Everybody having a great time. The beer is cold and cheap. The parking is free, and that's just the beginning of the good news. You've got local heroes uh, work all week, 50, 60 hours a week, work on their cars whenever they can, haul them over to Berlin Raceway, and have a great time entertaining you. Saturday, 6 p.m., qualifying the hour before. Get there, buy a ticket for just 12 bucks when you buy it online, berlinraceway.com. Anybody in your party, 15 and under, they're in free. Uh, and then you walk in, you bring a cooler full of whatever you want to eat. That's awesome. If you don't want to, uh, you know, eat, eat a dog or whatever it is uh, that they got serving there in the concession stand, that's fine. They get it. Uh, no glass and no alcohol. You can bring in your soft drinks as long as they're not in glass containers. You cannot bring booze in. But it's cool because, you, like I said, a beer is five bucks. You go to Van Andel Arena, it's like twelve to fourteen bucks for a beer. Fuck that! My God. So Berlin Raceway has you covered. A mom and dad, if they got four kids under fifteen, they could feasibly spend just twenty-four bucks entertaining their family. And it, I mean, seriously, if you haven't been to a race, you forget how much power is just feet away from you. And the, the magnitude of the sound is, uh, it's one of the things, uh, I sit in front, okay? And uh, you can actually feel the rubber flying off the tires and hitting you. Now you might go, well, why would I want to do that? It's just cool. You go home smelling like you're sitting around a tire fire. It's really great. I love it, man. Berlin Raceway, berlinraceway.com. Okay, let's continue on more. Of the best stuff. It's all good now. Uh, I don't, you know, 
my kids say to me, well, that, you know, PE, or you might say, well, that isn't that, isn't that rude to say about your kids? And it's like, no, no, it's not fucking rude to say that about my kids. I didn't, I wasn't the one, I didn't, you know, it's, it's just their girls are different. They're just a handful. In my experience, it was uh, the worst news that I could possibly have. The only thing worse news would have been that, like, you know, the kid is uh, is not going to make it or something, you know, really bad like that. And just barely. It's just barely. <laughs> it's a joke. Relax, for God's sake. So, all right. Shit. It's crazy that on this show, what started out as me just telling you that I'm not going to be here for next Friday and then the following Monday turned into the all that shit. Thank you, Kenny. I appreciate the question. Let's see. Marcy says, bitches be crazy. Ha ha. Amanda says, speak of the devil. My kid just called about my grand dog. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What do you mean? What are you referring to? Little context might help. Uh, Melinda uh, says... I don't know. Hold on. It seems to be a Amanda says I would be perfectly happy with no grandchildren. Why? Why would you? How could you possibly know? Melinda says same here, Amanda. I'll love them if my kids have them, but no overnights of me babysitting those days are far behind me. Yeah, you guys are crazy. I would love that. And then you can just get rid of them. Say, all right, take your kids. I, you know. Amanda says, no, I have grand dogs. Gotcha. That doesn't mean anything. You can't put the word grand in front of dogs. Um, I freaking loved raising my kids. And it isn't so much that I was, uh, you know, even though I'm over here saying, oh, my God, they were crazy. They added so much uh, spice to life. It was like, oh, my God. It was something about the struggle. Something about the struggle that I just loved. Uh, Zaniac Sarah Rukrukruch says her son Avery is basically a high-maintenance chick. Yeah, I could see that. And by the way, cut his fucking hair. Legendary Joe Martinez says I have four granddaughters and another one on the way and two grandsons. Shit! Oh, my God. A fertile bunch you are. We had visitors at the Eric St. Joe podcast household. One not-so-great, nice kid named Alex. I had seen Alex uh, walking around the neighborhood canvassing. You know, just looks like he's selling something. He's got an iPad with him. And I'm like, oh, boy, he's banging on doors. And sure enough, it was my time yesterday. And uh, it seemed like, uh, well, I wasn't there to get it. And I hear, Eric, Eric, the NFK. Yeah, hey, hey, what's up, buddy? Motherfuckers at the door. Shit, fuck, shit, fuck. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so I, you know, get the door, and there's uh, there's the dude, and uh, he goes, hello, I'm Alex, I'm from, and he points to his shirt. And uh, I am here to talk about pest control. And I'm like, so I, I don't, uh, I always hear them out. And this guy was good. He was really, really good at kind of, he, you know, he almost assumes that he's going to start work. And the way he does it 
He's a young kid, too, so for him to have these types of uh, chops, I was pretty impressed with this. He goes, look, I'm in the neighborhood. I'm going to, he goes, I'm going to be doing the Johnsons on the next street. And I'm like, well, I, you know, there's probably no one. He goes, yeah, we got all sorts of people in the neighborhood that are doing this. In fact, Friday's the Johnson's day that I'm taking care of them. And since I'm in the neighborhood doing the Johnson's, he actually said the Johnson's like, I look, I don't even know who they are. Uh, and it might not, to me, that sounds like a made up name. Yeah, so I'm doing the Johnsons, and uh, I can do your property, too. And, uh, oh, my God, I can see just by looking. Oh, Jesus, you've got a uh, – and he pulls up the iPad. He goes, you got this going on right here, and he shows me some bug. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And I'm like, ah. look, this is the way I look at this. If I don't see it in the house, there's no problem, okay? Uh, every Every couple of weeks, you see one of those deals where all the ants come out of the ground, and it makes a huge, giant fucking – puddle of ants and then i do what any uh anybody does in the neighborhood you you uh you go in the garage you get some gas you, <laughs> you and you pour it on them and then that's it you know uh it's a piece of cake and then there's uh you know there's in all the cracks on my driveway there's all these ant hills so then that's where you know to that's where you know where they are you, you pour more gas on them and then that's it it's it's easy peasy so I, I didn't tell him that. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, really, yeah, okay. He goes, yeah, and then you see that uh, with that, with all these here, then it's going to attract the wasps, and then uh, they're going to get in your home, and then the mice eat all these things. So you, it's you, and he's showing me mice, and I go, yeah, I know what a fucking mouse looks like. Yeah, you got you got mice in your house here. You got wasps. There's probably 10, 15 wasp nests in there. Ants are everywhere. They're going up your ass and your dick hole. It's, yeah, you got it. And if you hire me, uh, you know, I'm going to do – all this square footage and the Johnson's are so for you, I'm knocking 75 bucks off. So it's only like $6,000. And I'm like, yeah, I go, yeah, dude, I no, I'm, I'm good. I'm, money's kind of tight. Uh, so I'm like making up stories. I'm like, yeah, I, I've been out of work for months and uh, you know, and he's, he's not, he's not leaving. So I'm like, all right, fucker, I got to pull up the heavy artillery. So I'm thinking to myself, what can I say to this guy? And uh, he he's still going on and on. He goes, yeah, but you know, I mean, this is a special, and he's and he it's a hard sell, and he's doing an excellent job at it. But I'm not being a dick or anything. So I'm like, okay, I got to tell this guy something like, uh, I got uh, lymphoma, and it's stage five, and uh, I'm gonna be dead in days, or uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, my wife just left me. And I'm going to go hang myself in just a few minutes. Or, um, yeah, I'm, uh, there's all sorts of drama in the household, and I'm about to snap, and I'm going to go kill everybody and uh, shoot up a school. So you better get the fuck out of here. So, you know, all these things are running through. How am I going to get this guy off my, off my porch? And uh, eventually he realizes there, it's, it's just not going to work. And he gives up. So I didn't really have to pull out the heavy artillery, but um, I said, Lam, maybe, and I, but I give him an open door. I go, maybe if you come back and, and I'm like, why did you do that? Why didn't you just tell him to, to no, you're not interested. Why, why do you have to be nice to these people? You're, 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 you're such a good tough talker when you're sitting here doing this on the camera or in the microphone. You're an excellent tough talker. Why, why do you have to be so sweet to these people? Why don't you say what you really want to say? And that is, um, Get the fuck out of here, okay? But I guess some uh, level of decency keeps me from losing my mind. Uh, so I'm, I'm bas- I basically let him say. It took me about five, ten minutes to finally get this guy off the property. Like, 
Oh, man, uh, thank you. Uh, all right, next time maybe. That wasn't the uh, only visitor I had, though. Okay, uh, the lovely, multi-talented Sarah Rukruk-Rutch. Oh, my God. And I know it's going to be good when she says, hey, I'll be there in three minutes. And I go, okay, text me when you're here. I'm sitting right here. Did a little bit more work for three minutes. Here. Loves puppy dogs. Because he's an idiot. This is how she sounds, remember? Hi, I'm Sarah Rook Ruck Roosh, and I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast because he's an idiot, swears like a trucker, loves puppy puppy dogs, dogs. and gave away a kidney. Okay. She's in the driveway, and she's got a, uh, a box. Okay, I've got gifts. And she goes, this is for Diana, and it's a bottle of wine. From Great Legs Winery, Brewery, Distillery. It's a brewery, winery, distillery. It's which is not what's went belly up. Can you believe they went belly up? Oh my God, we had so much fun. But yeah, they did. Um. So she goes, this is for Diana. I go, great. And she goes, and this is for Diana and for you. All I had to do was, see, I, I saw some discussion about grape jelly in, on the podcast yesterday on the sh- on the comments or the other day when I mentioned something about birds. I was like, grape jelly, what the fuck are you talking about? I had mentioned that I saw a bird on the feeder and the bird flew up to the feeder while the chickadees are sitting there eating all the seeds and this uh, this bright yellow or orange bird with black wings shows up and uh, I've never seen that before and then I did a little bit of look poking around and I figured it's an oriole. Never seen an Oriole in my life. And she uh, she says something about grape jelly. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, yeah, you got to feed them grape jelly. I said, how the fuck are you going to do that? How do, you, how do you feed an Oreo grape jelly? Now I know because she brought this shit over. Look at this. These, this is what you do to feed the freaking Orioles. First of all, that's an Oreo right there. Look at that. Hello, pretty bird. Hello, beautiful. Okay. And you get what's called a shepherd's hook, and you pound that fucker in the ground. And then uh, you, you hang this thing on there and this little this little holder. And then what you do is you get this, and you dump the grape jelly into this dish here. Okay? And then they, they the Orioles eat it. Attracts Orioles to your yard by filling this feeder with grape jelly. You may also attract red-breasted grosbeaks, woodpeckers, house finches, scarlet tanagers, cardinals, gray catbirds, cedar waxwings, and thrashers with this feeder. Oh, my God. I am such an old dick. What happens to you when you turn 50? You're like, oh, this is so fun. Kenny says, birds eat grape jelly. How did this get discovered? Yeah, you you are right. Uh, that is, oh, my God. Tarantula Farmer says, you want ants? Because that's how you get ants, LOL. What are you talking about, dude? Uh, Josh says, yeah, you also attract the ants. Check off. And, well, I'll, I mean, it's in the yard. Of course, there's already millions and billions of ants. 
Okay, we already talked about that. And I and how I treat them is by pouring gasoline on them. Sarah says, put it in the yard already. Jesus, I should have bought you the, the, the shepherd's hook, too. Um, no, uh, I, well, we ordered it. It's online. It, you, it was 12 hours ago. You brought the fucking thing over. What the fuck do you want? Do you think I'm like, I, I, have, I have time to do this shit? Someone's got to deliver it to me. Shut up. Chris says, turning 50 in October, I bought a motorcycle. LOL. Sarah says, shut up about the ants, idiots. There's a fucking war going on over a bird feeder, you assholes. All right. So that made me happy. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate that. Queen of the Forest is stoked about this. Okay. Again, Eric at EricZaneShow.com if you got a question for Dear Meathead. See if anybody responded to the call from the first time I mentioned it. No. Oh boy. Might be a little lean on the questions for Dear Media today. Oh boy. Um, Kent with the inside joke of, are we still talking about ants? Move on. That's like the uh, uh, go-to thing these days. Yeah, I don't like what you're talking about. You talked about this for too long. Move on. I think Kenny is the uh, is the uh, guy who broke the mold when it comes to that. Do shit I like. Thus, the complaining thing that kind of goes with it. Eric, a way to get rid of ants in an area is to take a shovel full of ants from one colony and dump it on another colony. Yeah, I'm, I guess that that would work. Or pour gas on it. Kenny says, come on, man. No, no, don't come on, man, me. You do all, you are the king slash queen complainer. That's why you earned that nickname. You complain about everything. You complain to me. You complain to the audience. You complain to mobile mechanics who do you wrong. You are the quintessential complainer on this planet you spend more time complaining than not complaining see i'm gonna complain about the fucking toilet issue in my bathroom so you know the plastic thing Okay, you, you hit the handle, and the plastic thing or metal thing moves up and down, pulls the chain. The flapper opens. The water rolls out through gravity, removes whatever's in the toilet, and pushes it out to the world. The little float thing, the, uh, the it, it, you know, water fills up. Boom, that's it. It's simple. Well, the little plastic thing attached to the handle busted. Okay, so there's nothing pulling the chain. So I have to lift the top of the tank off, reach in there, pull the flapper up to flush the damn toilet. I need to replace the thing, the uh, plastic arm. I take the plastic arm because I always screw this up. This has happened to me more than once where you get like the wrong mount. 
There's front mount, mount, side mount, and angle mount for the handle. Okay? The little plastic thing is broken off of the thing you with off the flusher. So I need a new I need a whole new handle. But that's it. I don't need anything else in that. The plastic part is intact. So here's here's the plan. Uh, go to the store, hold the plastic thing up to the other what to the ones that are for sale, and you're gonna be able to get, in my thought, the appropriate handle. Okay? Easy. I'm like holding it up, comparing it on the on the shelf, all these different handles, and I go, okay, this is the one right here. This one. I look at it, it says uh, fits all these different styles of toilet. I go, well, mine is one of those. This is great. This costs like seven bucks. Um, but I wasn't sure. So then um, I, I, I actually go to the guy who works there. And I go, hey. And he comes over and he goes, uh, yes, this is what you want. Or you can have this model too. This is uh, a little less, less expensive. Probably going to break in a couple of years, but whatever. I go, uh, give, me the, give me the cheap one, whatever. I don't give a shit. Get the cheap one. Cost me six, seven bucks. Uh, go home. And uh, I knew right away there was a problem. I knew this wasn't going to work the way I wanted it to. Because I put it in there and uh, I like attach it. Hold on a second. Ah, shit. Another bee almost came in the window. Sorry. I got my eye on you. Go eat some ants that are... You know, playing with the mice before I pour gas on the colony. The thing, if you put it in, it's going to rub up against the side of the toilet. So, okay, I attach the chain and then I flush it and the handle stays down. Okay, because the plastic thing that I just bought is scraping and putting enough pressure on the side of the of the tank that it won't go down. It needs to move freely. But the way it's in there, there's only one way to put it in. I'm like, how the fuck could this be? It's the exact same thing I just broke the day before. So how is this not working? So this every single time I fuck with the toilet, this always turns out to be like, um, it's similar to when I do any type of project. Whatever I buy, I have to buy like three times and make five trips back to the store. Uh, So then I'm like, all right, I got to get this thing to not scrape against the side of the toilet. So what do I do? I get a hacksaw blade. And uh, this is only plastic. And I I cut off the end of it. So I'm like, well, all right, this this better work, okay? I could just take it back to the store. But I'm like, fuck no, I want a toilet now. So I, I use the hacksaw blade. Not the hacksaw, the hacksaw blade. And cut off the end of this plastic arm. And, well, uh, that didn't do anything because I uh, I put it back in there and it's still scraping against the side of the fucking tank. Son of a bitch. So, uh, I put it all together and then I uh, go see Diana. Just realized my phone is on do not disturb and as a nurse, I cannot have that. She hasn't called. And I go, hey, honey, uh, 
So with the toilet, um, when you flush it, you're going to have to, I'm like, screw it. We're just, we're just going to deal. You have to like, uh, it doesn't, the handle doesn't pop up. You got to like move it up. And I go, she goes, she kind of looks at me like, okay, like that, which is translation. Oops. Translation. Um, you suck. That's what that tone is. Okay. Translation, you're terrible at your job. I feel like shit. Uh, I'm like, okay, it'll, it'll all work out. You'll feel better in a little bit. She uses the restroom, no doubt, a little later on, and then I hear toilet won't flush. I'm like, what the fuck? She goes, it won't even flush at all. So, lift the top of the tank off, and now that... Um, we have another problem. The pulley thing that grabs onto the flapper, um, it won't stay on the flapper. So now the wire thing, not the wire thing, the uh, chain thing is, it's not hanging onto the flapper because some of the, at the attachment point, the flapper has kind of like um, changed its form, the rubber has, so it's no longer a secure it doesn't take anything for that chain to fall off now off the flapper. So then I'm like, okay, fucking white flag. The whole thing needs to come out. I need a new, now I need a new flapper. And so I'm just going to buy all new guts to the thing. And this is going to be an even what I, what was supposed to be a simple thing now is becoming more of a problem. I have to march back to the fucking store, get all this new shit. And, all right, YouTube videos, study the YouTube videos, and hopefully get some degree of acumen to be able to do this. And I'm scared to death that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cause a flood or something terrible is going to happen or there's there's just something in that, uh, that. That's on the horizon. This is coming. So she goes, well, what should I do now? It's a poor thing. I'm like, well, just use the toilet and I'll. I'll flush it. I'll reach into the tank every time and lift the flapper. Ugh. Pain in the ass. Terrible. So that was that was all. That was all. Kevin Kuipers, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. He writes, is the basement done yet? No. I, I No, the ba- I haven't done anything since the last time I talked about it. Sarah says, if you were at the store, you could have picked up a shepherd's hook. Come on! Hey, Siri. Call Pooh. Calling Pooh. Guys. Hello? Hey, did you order that shepherd's hook yet? No. Okay, good. Why? Because uh, I got to go back to the store and get the toilet thing, and I'll just get a shepherd's hook there. Okay. Yeah. This is the. Ner- uh, by the way, this is the nurse's station. You have to get one that has two of them. Right. For the jelly holders. Yeah. Um, what was your thoughts when I um, when the toilet was not yet repaired after I had purchased the right things for it? 
You think I was a loser? I, you, I got the no, impression you thought I was I a loser. Not, I did not because uh, you said you just got what the guy told you to get. Yeah, well, and it looked identical to what I had just replaced. Yeah. It's just a pain. It's just really a bummer. I just hate that. It's like lighting money on no. fire. Yeah. Uh, I think my ice bag is leaking. The ice bag is leaking. No. Okay, well, we need to replace that. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm coming to see you. Bye. Okay, bye. All right, hang on. All right, pause in the action to tell you about Blue Frost IT. Um, this is going to be a little different because I just heard from Alan at Blue Frost IT. And, uh, you know, we did that Tech Tuesday the other day where uh, thousands of West Michigan women who weren't fertile became fertile, I should say, around the world uh, because they saw and heard him. Doctor, uh, I, I, I'm no longer barren. Uh, yes, that's, that's what we've discovered. It must be because I saw Alan from Blue Frost IT. Blue Frost IT, in addition to all the things I've told you that they do many, many times, uh, project work, manage work, spot fixes, things like that. They are also, pay attention to this, a hardware, software, and licensing vendor. So whether a company may or may not need their IT support services, let's say you got a company, a medium-sized business that already has IT support services, okay? Um. Maybe they have their own IT staff. Blue Frost IT can offer quotes for things like hardware, software, and licensing and be a resource for them. So your company needs those things. Uh, Alan will be able to get you all of that at a remarkably lower rate than you would anywhere else. So that's cool. You got your own IT staff. But if you need any things like what I just spoke of, hardware, software, and licensing, they can be the ones that can be the resource to get all of those. Okay? I just wanted to point that out because Alan said it was important that I talk about that. So there you go. One of the many things they do at Blue Frost IT. Ovaries popping. All right. Finally. Uh, excited about what's going on at uh, Full House Comedy. Don Veltman is, uh, he's really, really been grinding for the past year since those shitheads over at Funny Business pulled the rug out from uh, underneath him. They're like, no, we can't book you any guests anymore because we're in bed with Dr. Grins. And he's like, well, you can do both. They said, no, fuck you. And then Dr. Grins goes belly up. Uh, Don has been booking on his own. That requires a lot of time and energy, but he appears to be doing it just fantastically. Uh, this week, Sam Tripoli, Park Theater Shows, Listening Room Grand Rapids Shows, uh, all the way till Saturday. Rich Voss, next week. Uh, that is uh, Thursday, Friday. Rich Voss is in town. At both the Listening Room and Billy's Lounge. Dan Soder next week also is hilarious. I see Bobcat Goldthway coming to town the week after that. At Rockford Lanes in the Park Theater. Get your tickets for these and any other shows by going to fullhousecomedy.com. 
Full House Comedy venues all across West Michigan. I cannot get over the image of Rich Voss. He does not look like that. My God, you must send an updated head pick, headshot. Head pick. All right. Here you go. Let's continue on with the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Good morning, Eric and Grand Rapids. Hi, Dad. How are you? I'm okay. How about you? No complaints. No complaints. How is that sweet wife of yours? Oh, she is uh, in some serious discomfort still. Oh boy! Yeah, it's a, it's a. Um, I was just talking to the audience about updating her condition. This, this is uh, I was reading is uh, one of the most long. It's no, it's uh, as far as similar types of surgeries. Um, it's like the longest recovery time. Is it right on the shoulder? Yes. Mm. Yeah, it's it's uh, it is one week to the to the day that she has been uh struggling with this and it is a slow go let me tell you wow yeah so she has um she has uh what do you call it uh doctor's appointment coming up on friday so yeah but the pain is unbearable then like so Oh, the healing process probably is much longer than you thought, eh? Well, they said it's six weeks, um, but, you know, so we'll see. That's that's all yeah. we can do. It's, it's, there's nothing else we can do. No, no, but the only thing I can do is, or Joanne, just prayer. Yeah, yeah, you know? So if our prayers are going with her, we're wrong. Right on. Right on. So, uh, yeah, just keep her in mind and... Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, you know, take it as it comes. I'm just trying to keep her comfortable. Yeah, just let her know that our prayers are with her. She's a, she's a tough cookie. I think she'll be fine. Well, we love her dearly, and we just don't want to see her struggle with the pain. Yep, I know it. I know it. Me, same thing for me. We all feel the same way. So... Uh, sure so anyway, uh, anyway, it's uh, it's looking pretty nice out there, Dad. Warm, nice uh, uh, weather is good. Everybody's happy. Everybody's safe. That's that's great. You know. Yeah, the sky is really nice and clear so far. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you looking forward to going up north, Dad? I haven't given that a lot of thoughts. Uh, we've been, you know, tied up, but uh, you know, we had uh, company here for quite a while. Yeah. And uh, we've just been busy, you know. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, you know, when we get up there, we're going to do the uh, usual fish fry thing, sit by the fire, maybe uh, get in a fight or something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fry, fights are a high life, high life of the whole thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Yep, so. Uh, I'd like to have a couple of those. There's always some good fights. Yeah. Who, do you, who is usually involved in the fighting? Is it is it, is it uh, Charity Scam Mike? Is it Mike? No, nah, Mike, don't fight. <laughs> no, Mike's a big jokester. Uh, okay, Dad. Well, I got a series of questions here for you. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to go over them? Yeah. Well, no. Let's just uh, tackle it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> wait. Wait. What? Uh, I said let's tackle it, and Joanne's like giggling. I don't understand it. Well. <clears throat> 
Yeah, it's the same thing I said. It's the same thing. I said, I got questions. You want to go over them? And you said, no, let's tackle it. Well, <laughs> you know how that goes, don't you? Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, dear Meathead, this is from John. John, how are you, John? Nice to hear from you. John writes, I've got a friend who is trying to get his car fixed, but the mechanic backed out of the job at the last minute. What should he do? Hmm. Well, is this mechanic a uh, bona fide uh, shop or a friend or what? Yeah, he's uh, he's a business. He's called a mobile mechanic. And as far as uh, I think the story goes, the uh, the the person in question hired him, and then at the last minute, the mechanic uh, said it's too far away for me, so I I, I got to cancel the job. And then the and then the mechanic apologized, and then I think the guy got really kind of uh, uh, angry at him, sassy, complaining. Uh, there's really no common sense in getting angry at the mechanic. He's got a, He was offered a job, yeah. and he decided they didn't want to do it. Yeah. Whatever his reasons are, it's his reason. I really think that. Wasting energy on being uptight with a guy is really a waste of your health and all that. It's just you shouldn't be even thinking about it. You don't want to do the job. Look yourself for a different mechanic. Yeah, that's what I think most people would do that. But I think this guy in question went like crazy and then wrote like a nasty review about the guy's business and uh, told people to that he's a terrible person, and he, he, he kind of lost his mind about it. Yeah, well, you can say all the nasty things about him for a wrong that he did with you, but it really doesn't change the picture. The picture is your vehicle is not getting done. Yeah, yeah. Now, exactly. whether he wanted to do it or not, that's his thought of handling, his stupid way of going about it. Uh, Whatever his reason is, it's his reason, the mechanic's reason. Yeah. You just so got to. Instead of wasting your energy and getting kicked off at him, I know how it is that when you're angry, you're angry, you know. But it really is draining you of your good energy. Aha. Uh-huh. So um, let me just reword the question. Or, uh, I'll, just, I'll just ask the question again. The question was. I've got a friend who was trying to get his car fixed, but the mechanic backed out of the job at the last minute. What should he do? And your advice is don't waste your energy losing your mind. Uh, that, that doesn't help in any way, shape, or form, correct? Yes. Now, I really have something else to say with that. This mechanic must be like a friendly mechanic or, or give him a discount or a different price that he's going good to go with him. Forget it. That, that thing never works right. The, dealing with a, a friend wanting to do the work and all that. No. If it's a bona fide shop. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. It actually is. Okay. And he don't want the job. He either cannot handle it or don't know how to handle it. Chuck it to experience. Get yourself a different mechanic and save your own energy. Yeah, so it probably doesn't make any sense to comply, to complain and whine, Absolutely and, not. and and act like the end of the world is coming, and 
and, uh, and, and, and say, woe is me and cry on everybody's shoulder and, and act like, you know, somebody just took away your birthday. Absolutely. Well put. Yeah. Go look at yourself. Yeah. Find yourself a bona fide mechanic. If that's what you're going to do. Unless, yeah. unless there is a situation like you're saving some money by having this person do the work. Yeah. Hey, anybody can do the job that is a bona fide person. But yeah. please be careful who you deal with. Some Mickey Mouse people, you know, yeah. their mechanics and all that. The, uh, the alley mechanics are somebody that I don't ever want to deal with them. Go with a dealer. Yeah, I, th- I think this guy was what's actually described as a mobile mechanic for a person whose car is stuck. And, and uh, so, um, you know, after it turned out that the guy couldn't, couldn't travel that far, the, uh, the, the, the potential customer, you know, really, really, uh, really, really lost his mind with that whole Mickey Mouse affair. Sure, there's no, no sense of him wasting your time even trying to analyze why. Hey, he don't want to do the job. Yeah, Simple I mean, as that. Why would you, why would you spend you know, hours on a Saturday posting on Facebook how your feelings are hurt when you could just as easily. Yeah, my probably, gosh. If you weren't so uh, uh, wound up in that drama, you could probably figure it out yourself and do it instead of uh, yeah. starting a war. Absolutely. Well put. Now, the one thing I learned in my life of, of this type of thing, whether they're doing me a favor or yeah. uh, giving me a break in a price or something, I try to avoid all of those people. I like to go to a bona fide shop, bona fide people, and pay the price, and, hey, uh, tuck it in. Forget it. Okay. Now, I've got a similar question from uh, a person who had this exact thing happen. Okay. So, uh, Kenny writes, dear meathead, if you hired someone to come to your house to fix something that needed to be repaired and they said yes on a certain day and you gave them your address and then they canceled the appointment three with less than three hours till the actual appointment. And the reason was you were too far away. Would you be upset? Well, yeah, I really would be upset, but there's nothing I can do about it. Okay, so you mean to tell me you'd be upset, but you wouldn't, um, you know, call all your relatives and post to Facebook how hurt you are? And you no way. And you no, wouldn't. I will not do any of those you mean, because that's it. It's not helping you. Yeah, so if, if, uh, if this person went and made a big deal and, and demanded payback and left a nasty review about the business online, that, that, that's all wasted energy and silly, right? Absolutely. You're trying to pay him back for the crap that he pulled on you. Yeah. And, and that's like, uh, uh, let me punch you in the face, you know. I was going to say something different, but I caught up with that. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, uh, I, I, no, those are some idiots that they don't realize what they're going to walk into it, and they agree to do it, then they realize they can't do it or they don't want to do it. Well, hey, you can't, you can't kill them for that. Just let it go. I mean, the fact of the matter is he had a – apparently this guy did not uh, – look up how far it was to this location and he just waited till the day of the 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 guy screwed up the mechanic screwed Absolutely. up hey, if this is a, not a bona fide person 
he's going to fluff you off. Well, that's exactly what he is, is fluff off. Well, I don't know. I mean, he said he it was a mistake, and he apo- he did apologize for it. But, well, okay, I'll let it go. But then Kenny took the apology, and he did, he wasn't having any of it. He was going to put that guy in his place, and he did. Oh, my God, he went crazy on the guy. Well, Kenny, you really didn't hurt him in any way, form, or shape, because I'm sure he is over it. But you don't want to pay the piper because you went through all of the anxiety of trying to advertise this per- people being a jerk or whatever he wants to be, and you hurt yourself more than you hurt him. Yeah, because you got all worked up. I mean, there's no... Oh, p- my God, and you know what? That takes thousands of calories off of your system. Well, he needs that. <laughs> yeah. No, Kenny, I'm so sorry that you're going through that. But, you know, you forgive him for his stupidity. And it's not stupidity. Something he didn't realize, and he took on a job. Yeah. And so let it go. Yeah, I know. I mean, seriously, it's... Uh, you don't want to... Kenny, you got yourself more upset yes. and more energy used up than he did. Right. If, you know, I think you just need to just uh, lower the temperature a little bit. Understand that sometimes these things happen. or There ain't a damn thing you can do about it. There's no point. Absolutely. There's no it's point in getting angry. Energy. No point in getting angry. You just got to lay low and just understand. And then, you know, and if I understand this correctly, I think Kenny then went ahead and he spent a little time and he located someone really close to him who was able to fix it. So he got the job done. So, you know, basically it was just a lot of, uh, 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 uh wasted energy. So can you just realize you found yourself someone else to do the job? Yes. And you're the one that really paid the price because yeah, he paid of the, the energy that you lost. Uh, do you think that uh, between Kenny and the mechanic, either of them needs to go on the island? No, no, that's that's not bad. The island re- requires a little more serious situation. Okay. That way, if, if a, a guy can be uh, like a like if I was, I got involved in that and got them together and made peace with it it'll work out but the other situation that he's got to go to the island is never going to work okay, out okay gotcha i gotcha island belongs to the lifetime islanders okay yes i totally oh, get it i like to have one like that yeah all right well dad uh, thank you that was actually a big issue on the show this week with uh uh listener kenny and he he went after this guy, and it was it was a it was an ugly scenario. But I think he understands now uh, the error of his ways, and his overreaction was completely juvenile and ridiculous. Yeah, definitely, definitely the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, if he doesn't understand it after you say it, I mean, with all of your wisdom, well, then if it, well, thank you. I'm sure he understands now. If not, well, then that there's something wrong with the world, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, here's a grand finale. Hey, you're the one that really lost a lot of energy. What, what about the grand finale? It's a grand finale that he, Kenny, is the guy that really loses on that. Yeah, I know. That's what, 
Because he hurt himself. Yeah, he sit there. He spent all this time on a beautiful Saturday when he could have been out walking or doing air squats anything, or anything. eating some turkey pot pie or anything at all. Instead, he's sitting there typing away, trying to destroy this guy's business. If you're my neighbor, Kenny, I'll cool you down in about 10 minutes. There you go. That's exactly what you just say. Hey, man, you're going to have to get a grip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy don't want to do the job. Can't yep. you understand yep, it? Yep, yep. All right, Dad. Uh, Stevie writes this. Hey, uh, hello, Ruben. And Stevie's a, a young lady. Uh, my, hello, Stevie. She says, my friend has a broken toilet handle. Instead of making a simple fix, he takes the top off of the tank to flush it. This is gross. What is wrong with my friend? <laughs> well, this is a situation. I don't understand. This friend, I, I hate to use the word lame, must be a little lame, not thinking that how he can repair the top. Or lazy. Or lazy. Or stupid. Uh, that's, that's a simple process. However, if, you have, if you're totally one of the people that has no knowledge of do-it-yourselfer, well, you you got to spend the money and have somebody do it. Okay. All right. I mean, it's not an easy task. Probably they charge your arm and leg for doing that. But uh, there's no sense of wasting energy on that. Now, if uh, if the person calls someone to fix the toilet and, uh, and it doesn't go the way they want it to, should they then uh, complain about it to the world and post on Facebook and, and cry and whine? <laughs> You complain to somebody, but not to the world. All right. Uh, no, it, you know, you you got to deal with the dealer, with the guy that did the job. You got and do it in a calm way. We just had that happen. Yeah, we okay. just had it happen. All right, I'm gonna write this down. You got to deal with the dealer. That's right. That the person that did the job. All right. Very good. And you know what? A uh, handful of sugar beats the hell out of no sugar. Okay, let me write that Be down. Sweet to the guy. A handful. I think. I think that's that saying's a little different, but uh, I, I get the gist of it. A handful of sugar beats the hell out of no sugar. That's right. I got to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> well, hey, if it's worth you doing it, do it. <laughs> So I got you got to deal with the dealer, and a handful of sugar beats the hell out of no sugar. Right. All right. Very good. Sarah. All you do is making enemies. Yeah, absolutely. You need you need you need more sugar. I think I think vinegar was some somewhere in there. Well. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, Joanne wants to buy a couple of masks. Uh. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's a good idea. So, mail me a couple of minutes. Yeah, I'll just send the them to you. I'll just send them to it. I'll, I'll just, I'll just send them to you myself. No, no, no. Okay. Well, I want to pay for it. We'll see. Uh, okay. Sarah writes, "Dear Meathead, I have a lot of ants. How should I?" Was it Darren? Uh, Sarah says she. Oh, Sarah. She says she has a lot of a- uh, ants around her house, and she's wondering how to get rid of them. And she says that her neighbor likes to pour gasoline on them. Wrong. Wrong. Okay. Definitely wrong. There are powders that you can buy and spread around. You buy some ant powder, you say? Ant powder. And, boy, they, they, they take, them, take them to the nest and kill them. Oh. They take it to the nest. Okay. 
Now, Joanne thinks baby powder is an answer, a good answer, because they don't like that stuff. Spread that around. Okay. Baby powder. Or uh, ant powder. Or ant powder. Uh, Tom says last year he, uh, he, well, he tried this. What he did was he took a shovel full of ants from one colony and put them in into the ants in the other colony, and there was a war. <laughs> Is that Iran against Egypt? That, yeah, I think that's what he was he's, he's getting at. He said it, it was uh they that they killed each other, ate each other, and it was entertaining. I don't know, I never heard of that. If you're looking for entertainment, that's another thing. But uh I, I never heard of that. So I I cannot just explain on that. Okay. <laughs> uh Dean writes, Dear Meathead. We have a group of friends where one guy is constantly complaining. He is always constantly whining. What should we do? Please embellish. Sign, Boring Dean. Wait a minute. Can you go over that again? Yeah. Uh, he says we have a group of friends and one guy is constantly complaining. And he, he, uh, he wants to know what they should do about him because, you know, he's always complaining about something, it seems like. Well... Apparently, that's a personality situation. You cannot really try to get mad at the guy for no. his personality. You got to love him. You got to love him like, like we do. Just, hey, he's a friend. But someone has to, hey, listen, can we have a conversation? This personality that you got, you know, it doesn't help the situation. Can you uh, start working on it? Uh-huh. They, they quit complaining so much. I mean, you got to do that. you got to be honest with your friends. If, and tell them what's good and what's bad, according to the group of friends that are together. Well, you know, we I, I know a person who does the same thing, and I'm actually very happy that they do it because it allows me plenty of things to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> You're a selfish person. You're taking the show out of somebody's uh, pain in the neck. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, okay. Wow. All right. Well, there you go. Let me see if there's any uh, last-minute questions that came in. Uh, boy, I, I think we're good. Holy cow. Okay. Uh, let me let me see. Um, that's it. My gosh, Dad, you have uh, you have covered it uh, covered it uh, again, and I appreciate you so very much. Uh, everybody, everybody loves you. Everybody hey, freaking listen, I love loves you. My audience. Those people are wonderful. Oh, yeah, they are. They're... Yeah, the, all the trashy stuff I put out there for them, they still come back and ask for more. What did you say? <laughs> I mean, my answer maybe don't even make sense to them, but they keep coming back. No, are you kidding me? It, uh, that always makes sense. Well, it's, it's a makes sense to me. I don't know if it makes oh, sense. Oh, yes, it makes sense. I mean, think about it. You said today you got to deal with the dealer, and you said. A handful of sugar beats a hell out of no sugar. That's right. That's all good stuff. <laughs> it's got to help somebody where I'm using. Yep. We love it. We freaking love it. Okay. Okay. All right, Dad. I'll talk to you very soon. I love you guys. All right. And listen, you take care of that baby of mine, okay? I'm working on it. I'm working on it every day. Okay. Stay healthy and keep in touch. Okay, Dad. Talk to you. Love you. Okay, see you guys. Bye. Bye, Joanne. I love you. I love you, too. Okay, Bye. see you. Bye. All right. 
That's going to do it for this edition of the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. I want to thank you for listening to it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. As always, follow me on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. If you can, subscribe to it. Use that. Uh, use your Amazon Prime account to uh, subscribe via Twitch Prime, as I believe is how it's described. You have to redo that every month, by the way. You can't. It won't just do it on its own. When you're subscribed and you're watching on Twitch, you get no commercial interruption. You get a commercial at the very beginning. Everybody gets that. But uh, in the middle of what I'm saying, it won't be interrupted by any commercials or anything like that. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Zane Show and follow the YouTube channel. Thank you so much for being part of the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Bye-bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.